Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, Good morning everyone. Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for another opportunity to come to you and spend this time with you at the start of our day, just to be in your presence. Is our privilege is an honor for us. And we thank you, Father, that you are always willing to pour out your heart. You do not judge us then, but you're willing to give us an opportunity to rise again from our mistakes, from our failures. And we ask forgiveness for all that and for all our weakness, our vulnerabilities and limitations. We surrender it to you, Father, so that when you pour out your grace into our lives, we receive wisdom, we receive the boldness, we receive the strength. So that in our weakness, we can say we are strong in the strength of the Lord. And the peace and that joy that you pour into our hearts, Father, that helps us leave all our worries at the door and step in this private room with you. Have that conversation and walk out with that courage, with that boldness, with that strength. That very same peace and joy, Father, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those that are Christians that do not know you, with all those that have turned away and choose not to know you. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and with all those that have no one to pray for them. And as we raise our intentions, our prayers this morning, Father, with the confidence that we are speaking to our Father that will not give us a stone when we ask for an egg, we come with that confidence and we call on your name, knowing that whoever calls on your name shall not end up in shame. We call on the name of our Maker, our Creator, the Lifter of Men, the Great I Am, <clears throat> the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. And we call on the name of your son, the one who taught us faith, the rock on which we build our Christian experience, our fortress, our strong tower, the foundation of our Christian life, our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption, our salvation is through him. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the same spirit that created the universe, the same spirit that powered his ministry through signs and wonders, that very same force, the strongest force in the universe, God himself through his spirit, now dwells within us and gives life to our mortal body. We thank you, Father, for giving us that realization that you are with us. And so when your word says, if God is for us, who can be against us? We come to that understanding of what lies within that power, that force. The one who heals our backsliding, the one who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. <coughs> the Spirit of the living God. We thank you, Father, that you reveal all these things to us so that when we make our prayer, we speak it in confidence. When we understand your principles, and apply them in faith. We obtain results. And today we shall reflect on that in prayer. 
what you are really looking for. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your spirit, the gift of your word, and the gift of prayer. That we are able to speak your word and join with your spirit as we speak it, as one spirit. Then the very same recipe that you used when you created the universe, your spoken word and your spirit, is now part of our prayer. And when we make our prayer in the same way, when you said there was there, let there be light, there was light. So whatever we say must come to pass in the same way. When we follow that same recipe, we thank you, Father, that you have blessed us not only with your word, but you have blessed us with destiny helpers and angels as well. So that in all areas where we fall weak, where we fall short, where we are unable to think on what we must do, you provide that point of advantage for us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us in our physical life as well, with family, with friends, with work of our hands, that we are able to bring bread to our families. You have blessed us with friends, with family, with everyone that we know around us that represents some part, some image of you, Lord. We thank you that you have given us stewardship of the earth, a representative of your kingdom, so that when we speak, we speak as an ambassador of that same king of kings that has won all battles, that same king that rules over the universe. And it is your law that we enforce then. On earth as it is in heaven. We say that in our daily prayer, the Lord's prayer every single day. Enforcing that law here. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer this morning, in our reflection, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. As also, we put on the precious blood of Jesus on every member that is part of this prayer meeting, this praying family, every member of each of these families, Lord, I cover by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. And we call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of these to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And before we make our prayer, Lord, I call for the spirit of prophecy. To rest on each of these tongues that make this prayer in agreement. For your word in Revelations 19.10 says that the testimony is the spirit of prophecy. And when we testify as we make our prayer. Testify to Jesus. And then speak his word, his law. That word must come to pass. For it says heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word is what he said will never pass without fulfilling. So we herald the power in that same word as we speak and proclaim your word from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11, which says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my, so is our word that goes out of each of our mouths. 
And we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it, when we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for that power in our tongue, that spiritual power. We now get into our reflection. In Matthew 12, verse 38 and 39, when some of the scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, Teacher, we want to see a sign or an attesting miracle from you, proving that you are what you claim to be. Jesus answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign. Many times we are also looking for that sign. And what he has said there, we need to ask ourselves, does that apply to me? Today, I'd like to touch on an aspect of prayer connected with this. A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, asks for a miracle. Many times we are praying for miracles. And we wonder why it is not happening. What is he looking for? Most of us want to pray. <clears throat> Most of us want to pray or be prayed over. And expect that that miracle will fall in our lap. Now, what did we just hear Jesus say? Only a wicked and adulterous generation asks for miracles. So what is missing then? For that, let's go back to generation. Sorry, let's go back to Genesis 1 verse 28. When God first created man in his own image and likeness. <clears throat> In verse 26, he mentions the purpose as well, so that they may rule. And here when we see his own image and likeness, it means we should do what he recommends. He created us to be like him, to do as he does. Now what is that? Verse 28 is his first instruction for us to do as he does. He says, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And that sounds like he's talking about managing resources and being productive. Now, what else? In Proverbs 13, verse 4, it says, Lazy people want much but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. Which side does our prayer fall on? Are we just the lazy speaking kind or are we willing to work for it? Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man who is diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings, meaning he shall be honored. He shall not stand before mean men. So God's law links success or prospering to diligence in our skills, in our work. And applying the principles of the word correctly. Now what are we saying? We as Christians are actually saying two things. We shall pray. And there will be a miracle. Or still worse. Show me the miracle first. And then I'll believe. And the second thing that we most commonly say. Most of us say it. At some point in our life we have always said it. How come a non-believer gets all the riches? And I, being a believer in Christ, 
am suffering in poverty. What is the difference between the Christian and the non-believer then? What do they know that you don't? The Christian chose to read the word but not be a doer. The non-believer chose to be a doer even without reading that word. He heard it from someone else and chose to do what they told him to do. In either case, the same principles apply. When we follow those principles, which are the law, every law must be fulfilled. If we are not going to be a doer and just hope that magic will take place when we say the word, then we will sorely be disappointed. We will sadly be disappointed. The non-believer, on the other hand, will continue to be successful while the Christian will keep cribbing about that success and still not take action. It's just like Dr. Miles Munro says. He says Christians, a religion, not Christians specifically, but religion teaches us to be lazy. To not be doers. We, that is where the word becomes important. And these two scriptures from the book of Proverbs that we have seen that talk about diligence. It was important for us to digest and think and reflect on our own personal life to see, have we become slack? In the name of faith, have we become slack? Today, I'd like to cover something we have touched on in the past many times. And you've heard Brother Vivek say this in his recent teachings as well. God is a king. And the Bible talks about his kingdom. Now that kingdom and any kingdom in general functions by a set of systems and laws, rules and guidelines. Those laws are what his book of law, the Bible, talks about. We must look at it as the book of law of that kingdom. What are the laws of that kingdom? And when we fail miserably or under, are under curses or are in the pit, he feels sorry for us. He sympathizes with our condition, but he will always point us back to his systems. What are we expecting? That God will have mercy. What is God saying? I will have mercy, but you need to go back to my system and follow it. Then that mercy will come to you. Are we seeing where the gap is? Just for you as one person, he will not break the governance of his kingdom. I will say that again. Just for you as one person, he will not break the governance of his kingdom. He will not break the rule of his law. But at the same time, he has made that provision for your rescue. It is contained within that law. You need to go and look for it and then do what it says. So when you pray in all your faith and expect a miracle, but don't follow through on the word, there is only one thing that will happen. That is nothing. Nothing happens. Now let me explain it a little further. How are you then applying that? 1 John 5 verse 14 says, if we ask anything according to his will. Now his will is what his law, his system says. When we ask anything according to that law, he hears us. Because you are following the system. 
and then james 1 verse 22 says be doers of the word be doers the word is the law be doers of the law and not just hearers only thereby deceiving yourselves do what that law says you follow the system so ask god according to what the law prescribes for you what the law says is for you you will get it that is your right you will say yep the law says it the penal code says it that is yours and then you do according to what it prescribes as the action that is required for you to be taken if you look at even deuteronomy chapter 28 which talks about blessings and curses verse 1 starts with if you do this then the blessings chase you and verse 15 starts with if you don't do this if you don't take that particular action then all the curses start chasing you the action aspect is important in that law now with this understanding i'd like us to look at joshua 1 verse 8 which says this book of the law the bible shall not depart from your mouth keep speaking it and meditate on it day and night mutter it till you understand it till you digest it and then look at the next part of that verse so that you may be careful to do not just say but careful to do be doers of that word of that book of the law to do according to all that is written in it not some parts of it only and when you have done that when you understood it and you do it with understanding you apply the wisdom then it goes on to say for then you will make your way prosperous god won't do it for you he said then you will make it not i will make it then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success what are we doing in our prayer now we need to reflect on that the four parts in this one verse shall not depart from your mouth second part meditate on it third part be careful to do according to all that is written in it and then the fourth part is the chasing when the chasing of those blessings start after having qualified yourself by following those first three the fourth becomes the outcome of that law it's like the law of gravity when you throw something from up you've done the throwing you've done the doing it must fall to the ground that's what the law states and what are we praying god give me success and we wonder why it is not coming so key takeaways here is i mean i'd like you to pay close attention now i'm summarizing key things that we have actually reflected on first one is understand that god is a god of systems and his kingdom functions on those systems and the laws that govern it he will not change it for an individual you have to go back to that law he will point you back there he might even use his preachers to point you back to that word and that is what our friday sessions are all about number 2 his blessings are designed to follow those who follow that system as prescribed not just scripture speaking christians the important thing to remember is he created us as stewards or managers so what is he looking for he is not looking for a praying christian he is looking for a manager 
to understand that, go back to Genesis 1, chapter 26 to 28. Focus on 28 and meditate on it. He is looking for managers. I'd like you to closely listen to this bit now. Faith comes to believers. Money comes to managers. Relationships come to keepers. Those who maintain those relationships. I'll say it again. Faith comes to believers. Money comes to managers. And relationships come to keepers, to those who maintain those relationships. Not to those who are careless with these three and then wonder, why is my prayer failing? Why am I poor and alone? So the bottom line is, be a manager as instructed in Genesis 1 verse 28. That is what you were designed to be. A good manager who is productive and profitable, not one who is lazy or ignorant. That is the essence of the parable of the talents of gold. Stop being lazy or ignorant is what the Bible is teaching us there. Start being knowledgeable. If we do not know, acquire it. James 1 verse 5, he said, we'll give wisdom to all those who ask. But we have to start approaching it, not just asking and saying, God, give me wisdom and it will fall from the sky. It comes from the book of law. We have to go back to the system. He will only point you to the system. Start being knowledgeable in the word and its ways. And be productive. And then when it comes to your prayer, third point here is, Everything that you are looking for is also looking for you. The job that you are looking for is also looking for you. The finance that you are looking for to be prosperous, to pay your bills, to have a good house is also looking for you. But it is looking for the manager in you, not the lazy or ignorant one that might waste it. God will not give his resource to someone who will waste it. He will only give it to someone who will carefully manage it. Tithing is just one of his systems to teach us that rule of management. So that we are diligent, so that we honor it, and so that we wisely put it into practice. And when it finds that manager in you, someone who will not waste the opportunity, but someone who has qualified themselves through that diligence, through that hard work, just like Proverbs 13 verse 4 says, then that blessing start to flow into their life. That favor starts to flow in and chase. I hope we are learning something here today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Pray for that understanding. That revelation to touch each of our lives. So that made me understand this revelation. And that becomes the testimony of our word in our prayer. When we testify to your word. And release that faith in our prayer. Believing that what we have received is ours. And taking the action. Being doers of what that word says we should be doing. And we qualify ourselves for that mantle to fall over our head. Through your word and guided and led by your spirit. I ask for that edification on each of us, Lord, this day.
I ask for that measure of faith that you said you give each one. That we shall not be found lacking, we shall not found, be found short in any way. Knowing that you are our shepherd, you are our provider. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. For all those battling sickness and disease, we pray for all families that are embattled and facing separation or division. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially any kind of addictions. And more so, the yoke of poverty, of ignorance, of busyness, and of prayerlessness. We pray for all Christians on these four fronts, Father. For that is exactly opposite to what Jesus said he came to give us in John 10.10. 10. We also pray for our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer and our faith, that prayer made under an open heaven as a prayer of agreement with each other and with your Holy Spirit will always come back manifested as an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make up in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Shut <laughs> 
Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from James 1, verse 25, quoted from the Amplified Version of the Bible, where it is written, But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. A very powerful verse, but it summarizes everything that we have reflected on this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, please share them with family and friends. There's also Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on our Telegram page, but also on our Facebook and YouTube channels. Please share them on your social media and bless your friends and family too. Also, a reminder about our Bible study session this Friday. The topic is the fourth part in our series on changing the scene and shaping the unseen. Sorry, the fifth part where we will learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye. This is a very powerful series and eye-opener for us when it comes down to faith and applying these principles of the kingdom. Please share those links. We shall share them on our Telegram group this morning. Share them with friends and family. Invite as many people as you can to come and join us on this Friday, transforming sessions on these Fridays. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. 
Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God Thank bless you, everyone. God bless you all. Thank you, Russell. God bless you. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus.